I just, I want to make it clear that any of the advice or guidance that your audience has heard me share today, I want to make it really clear that I don't believe that there is such a thing as one way being the right way and one way being the wrong way, or maybe many ways being the wrong way. I think that what might seem like a wrong idea to you might work very well for the next person. Welcome back to On My Pod. Today's episode is an interview with Mark Ronick, a seasoned podcast professional with about 18 years of experience in the industry. He's been running his own podcast production and consulting business, Ironic Media, for the past four years, where he had the privilege of working with a diverse range of clients, helping them to create compelling content and grow their audiences. His work is not just about producing podcasts, it's about telling stories that resonate, creating connections, and building communities. In March of 2023, he embarked on a new venture, co-founding NextGen Podcaster with a business partner, Nick Nalback. Their mission is to empower the next generation of podcasters with the tools, with an emphasis on AI tools, knowledge, and support they need to succeed in this exciting and ever-evolving industry. This was a sweet interview. I really like Mark. I think he's a great guy. He was just a really fun person to talk to. We have interviewed his partner already, his business partner, Nick Nalback. Nick and us talked a lot about AI and we decided that we were going to talk about something different with Mark. And we got into all kinds of different things. And it was really cool. Uh, he's he's like an absolute veteran in the podcasting industry. He's been doing this for almost as long as I've been alive, which is crazy. It's really good experience to be able to interview someone with this much knowledge. You guys are going to love it. And uh, yeah, let's just get right into it. Okay, Mark, welcome to Oh My Pod. How are you feeling today? I am feeling good. I'm feeling a little out of sorts because I'm not in my usual studio. I've been traveling like crazy over the past six to eight weeks uh, toward the second half of the summer. And I'm currently at my parents' condo in Maryland where I grew up and recently moved to Asheville. But I've been from North Carolina to Colorado in the past six weeks or so. So yeah, I'm feeling a little out of sorts, but I'm feeling good and I'm really happy to be here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yes, thank you very much for taking the time. It's always, uh, it's nice that people are willing to donate some time to come and just give free value to everybody. And I think that's the beauty of podcasting. So like you said, you're super busy, but you still make time to hop on a like a call um, because people just have like this innate sense to help other people. And I think that's like just super pure. Um, you were You were at the podcast movement, weren't you? Yeah, that's where I was in Colorado. Yeah, I was attending that in Denver. And yeah, it was a great time. I spent the whole week there and then even spent a couple extra days there. My wife met me up there and spent a few days there with some friends of ours. But yeah, podcast movement was pretty awesome. It's always a a spectacle. There's a lot going on there uh, and a lot of great information. But my favorite part is the networking, is connecting with so many different podcasters. There, it, you know, I, I really do believe that. I mean, I've been to different conventions before and I seem to have the most fun and it feels the most interesting when I go to the podcast conventions because when we talk about podcasters, there are so many people from so many walks of li life with so many stories to tell. I mean, that's why many of us start a podcast, right? Is that there's something that we want to share with people and we usually have a story that's behind that. So you just you just get to hear so many interesting, powerful stories and connect with some really cool people. So if if nothing else, that's that's the biggest recommendation is get out there as a podcaster, go to some of these conventions because the information is awesome, but the the people and the networking is invaluable. Yeah, we would have we would have totally been there. We're just like on the opposite side of the continent. <laughs> we're yeah. all the way. We're like close to Vancouver, sure. so we're about as far from that as you can be while still being in North America. But yeah, um, I think next year, I think next year we'd really like to go to that. Did you find that that it's been getting like? bigger, like quite a bit bigger, noticeably bigger every year because podcasting is getting noticeably bigger? Yeah, you know, I went to, the last podcast movement I went to was in 2021 in Nashville. And I would say, honestly, it felt about the same size this okay. year. Um, 
in between 2021 and this year, I've been going to a lot of PodFests, which is another convention, I think maybe technically a little smaller than a podcast movement. Uh, mm-hmm. But so it's it's hard to compare apples to apples, but it, there were thousands of people there. And it, super, yeah, so it was cool. it was quite a quite a thing. Nice. Very, very cool. That sounds so cool. It was really cool. Yeah. 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 We, like we, we literally just had bit. we literally just had an episode coming out about networking and how important that is. And this is literally it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It really yeah. It, there's best th- example of it. There's nothing more I, I I can't stress it enough. So I'll I'll leave it there. But yeah, it's yeah. networking is is huge, especially for podcasters who are independent, doing it all themselves. If, if you can get out there and meet people face to face, these Zoom things and Riverside things are great, but there is something way more powerful about being face to face with fellow podcasters. Oh, yeah. yeah, I would love to do in person interviews at some point. Like, obviously, it's it's hard, especially like living where we do. Like, we are on such a um like we're we're way kind of we're not in the middle of of like you know the country or whatever so it's hard to it's hard to mm-hmm. to actually envision setting that up and being being able to have like enough guests to interview and obviously that's like the problem with in person is like if you are doing an in person podcast and like flying people out or whatever or like people are having to come to you then it's difficult which is why this is so good um, yeah but you know but i do let- feel like an urge to do in person interviews one day even just a few maybe let me tell you, they have my favorite part of podcast movement. They had a company there that they, I guess, contracted to come, and they set up in this huge spot at on the actual expo floor. And what they do, they're called Brain Date. And mm-hmm. what that is, is you can set up through the podcast movement app. You can, like, for, for example, what I did was I set up a talk uh, about AI and podcasting, how to incorporate AI into your podcasting processes. And I could set it up in multiple different ways. Uh, uh, let me say that again. For uh, for small groups, I can set up up to seven people where they see that I've scheduled it at a certain time and day, and they can oh. sign up to be a part of it. Or, which is, this is what I did, I ended up setting up a one-on-one appointment. So essentially, again, same topic, and what I what people can do is they can see that I have that out there, that I'm willing to sit down, you can ask me anything about That's AI cool. and podcasting, and they pick a day and time during the event, and I just approve or decline it, depending on my schedule, I approved them all, and I got to sit down with multiple podcasters one-on-one, face-to-face, I, I didn't have to have that awkward in the beginning where you just kind of like meet somebody and you don't know anything about them and you're trying to find your way through that conversation. There's a focus and you sit down and you get right to it and you really get to know the person across the table from you. So if you ever see something like that and you're attending a, a convention, I think that that is really more valuable, at least for me and for some of the people I spoke to, it was more valuable than going and attending the different presentations and talks that they had there. Because you can really get focused attention from another podcaster about an area that you may not know about. And you can really make it more about you. You can really ask questions. Well, how can I do this within my own podcast and not get that kind of more, oops, sorry, that more general (laughs) generic stuff? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, that, that sounds, sounds like so a cool. Really cool idea. Yeah, and I yeah. talk and I talk with my hands a lot, so I'll probably be knocking this microphone over a bunch of times while we're doing this. So please forgive yeah, me. Yeah, I'm Italian, so the <laughs> hand Celine's, movements Celine's are yeah. included. So yeah, I am. Uh, I have a lot of French in me, and yeah, we all. Oh yes, it, it's basically yes. the same. Yeah. We all just constantly talk <laughs> with our hands. So yeah, yep. <laughs> yeah. And I also do cool. it when I speak on the phone. It doesn't matter if the other person can see it or not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, always course, the same. Of course. Yeah. Um, so kind of pivoting towards, um, providing like actionable tips and value for the audience, for people who are either indie podcasters or some of our clients who work with us, who are trying to get more out of their shows or, um, somebody who doesn't have a podcast, but is looking to start and kind of wants to learn about how it works. Uh, when I messaged you on Instagram, 
to uh, to do this. You said that I said maybe we could talk about AI, but we had just talked about AI with Nick, who's your business partner. Yeah. Um, so you said that maybe we could pivot to something a little bit different, and uh, you came up with the idea of. Uh, number one, creating content with confidence. And number two, what I think is super, super interesting um, and probably really valuable is developing an actual connection with your audience or mm. um, building building trust with your audience and actually kind of um, – and you said that that was going to be the secret sauce of, of podcasting or something like that. You said something along those lines. Yeah. Um, so I'm just wondering, to, to start off, um, could you talk about – I, I mean, you and Nick create tons of content, uh, and I'm sure that it's done a lot for your business. So why was creating content with confidence something that you wanted to actually talk about on on the episode with us? Good question. I, you know, I think that it is kind of the secret sauce. And, and it's something, and maybe it's not so secret because probably there are a lot of podcasts out there that or podcasters out there that have heard that before, you know, to speak with confidence. But really digging into that is a whole other story because I what I've noticed lately, this has been more of a thing for me over the past year, I'd say, is I, you know, I'm in this industry, I've been in it for 17 plus years, and I've met a lot of people in similar shoes as as mine, you know, producing podcasts, coaching podcasters. And I've definitely over the years experienced that buzzword imposter syndrome. And I would see these other colleagues, and at the time I probably considered them more like competitors. I don't anymore. But I'd, I see these colleagues and I would start to get envious. I'd see the different packages they're offering, the different services. I see maybe that they've got a big following or maybe they're out on a on a big stage in real life doing a presentation about something that I could very easily also be up there speaking on and it would kind of deflate me i would definitely feel like you know what am i doing here why am i doing this there's so many others out there doing this better and i think it affected my my content because I don't think my delivery was as strong. I don't think I was feeling as confident about the things I was saying because I wasn't that confident in myself. And what I came to learn, especially through some of these events like Podcast Movement, when I really got to sit down with some of these people and get to know them, I learned that their struggles and challenges are really no different than mine, including imposter syndrome, you know, the ones that I saw that were so confident and doing what I considered everything right were still experiencing the same, pardon my French, bullshit that I that I was. We were all doing, we were all experiencing that together. And they had their challenges with their businesses. And maybe that cool, amazing program that I saw them promoting was a flop, but I never knew that it was a flop. Right. But then when we had a private conversation, they would reveal, yeah, that didn't really work out. So what I what I started to connect with is all that advice about just focus on you and what you're doing and that you're doing the best job that you can and that you are putting out products and services and podcasts with passion and you are serving an audience. If you're focusing on you and your audience and you're confident about it, that that's that's all that there is to it. You and that confidence really how do I want to put this? That confidence is really contagious when your audience hears you and they hear you speak with authority and they yeah. may hear you for the first time and say you know, wow, that person really knows what they're talking about. And then they're going to hit the follow button and, and start listening to your podcast or following you on social media regularly because you said it with such authority and confidence. So that's why I've been so passionate about that lately. Yeah. So it sounds like, it sounds like two, maybe three things. The first thing is like, compare yourself to who you were yesterday, not to who someone else is today. Yes. That's like a popular well quote that yeah. that's good for any entrepreneur, anybody who's trying to start something or people who are long past starting and who are who are 
spending too much time consuming the the lives of other people rather than their own. And then mm-hmm. two is you should be podcasting about something that actually excites you because if not, it everyone's going to feel it. And so creating content with confidence is like, it's pretty easy to be confident when you're talking about something that you are really passionate about because you're not going to be sitting there like, Oh, like what, what about this? Or, or maybe that's not right. I should fact check that or no, because people who are really passionate, they just go off and off and off. And then those are the type, that's like the energy that attracts the people in. And, and yeah. And then also the last thing, I guess the third like thing that you said there would be that you should be thinking about creating content for an audience and thinking about the audience and how they can benefit from what you're doing rather than just thinking about, you know, or what kind of content is going to perform the best on on social media or what kind of content is going to make a good clip for Instagram or what like think about the audience what's going to give them the most value um so yeah is that like a good summary yeah, of all I that think, yeah i think you summed it up really well i think yeah I, I you know confidence is the first step in my opinion if you can deliver your message message confidently that really is all it takes. People will will follow. They will believe, and they will want more of it. So, yeah, I think you summed that up perfectly. That makes that makes good sense. That's uh, super good advice for somebody starting out. What do you think, Celine? I feel like I haven't. I feel like you haven't. Uh, yeah, there's this there's this uh, YouTube YouTuber that I always like that I've been watching for years, and she always said. Um, Wait, now I forgot what she says. Like I, I, <laughs> oh, I, great. I, I don't have the exact sentence. Well, this is a language. great. We give you oh, this. Wow. We give you the spotlight, and this is what happens. Yeah, this is what happens. Wait, <laughs> and we're not um, going to cut it. We're not going to cut it out. Yes, you will. No, I yes, won't. Yes, this is for Micah. You're going to cut it. <laughs> Mike is our audio engineer. Uh-huh. He will not be cutting it. Do you want us to come back to 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 that? Or, wait, or do you wait, give us, like, no. Sum- let me just let me just think about it for a second. Um, okay. Act confident and nobody will question it. Yeah, exactly. That's what it is. Yeah. Yep. So even yep. if you're not that comf- like confident to start with, if you act like it, that will also work. And you're going to be it if you continue doing it. Like if you're going to continue yeah, act like, that way, it's going to happen. What did they say? Like walk the walk or something? Or what's the... Absolutely. What's the you got to... I mean, it's it kind of it. also fake it till you make it. Yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah. But... Yeah, nobody will question you if you're if you're confident in what you're saying. It's really true. Totally. I mean, I, I mm-hmm. trust me. I have seen some of the the experts out there make all these claims about either their own podcasts or how to grow your podcast. And the truth of the matter is, is with a little bit of digging, I came to realize it wasn't even really true what they were sharing about their success, but they were delivering it so confidently that people were buying into it, right? Oh so God. it can be dangerous too, right? It, I think <clears throat> it's helpful as a podcaster to be confident because you you grow your audience. But I do believe that if you're BSing your audience confidently, eventually they are going to figure that out. So be careful. And, yeah. and you know, I guess my real message is be confident in your own expertise and and own it as opposed yes. to that's being that's wishy-washy totally around it yeah that's true I, that just just reminded me briefly before i ask you the next question it just reminded me of our business coach who said um he said you know he's been doing this for eight years and he's not he's he's not as as good or as experienced as as maybe like tony robbins or as um, whoever, you know, business moguls and huge entrepreneurs and coaches, but it doesn't matter whether or not he's as good as them or he's as experienced as them because he still has skills and he still has knowledge that can be useful to people and that can make a difference in people's lives. So even though he may not be perfect and he may not be the best at it, he still can make a change for people and he still can make a difference. And personally, me from the outside working with him, I've never met anybody in my life like him. And I've never talked with anybody about business the way that he talks about it. Um, and so to him, he may not think that he's the best, but I do think he's the best at something. And and he is, he has helped us. So even just realizing like to, to feel like an imposter, like you, if you've taken time to study something and you've become an expert at something or some type of expert at something, um, like let's say fishing or something, 
well, you're still going to know more than like 95% of the population about fishing. And so even though you may not be the best at it, still putting yourself out there, realizing that you may look a bit dumb to other experts who already know this stuff, or you may, you know, feel like a, like you're not actually the best at it. You still are, are making a difference to people. And um, I guess that would kind of go hand in hand with like, maybe you should just start your podcast rather than thinking about starting it or rather than yeah. waiting to be the expert. Like maybe if you just start it and approach it as like an experience of learning and being curious with your audience and learning with your audience, bring them along the journey with you. Um, yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of pieces here, but I think it's all re- like connected and really useful. Yeah. Yeah. But I, who, I think- also who, sorry. Go ahead. Should I go for it? Um, I was going to say, um, and who knows, like maybe exactly how you are explaining something is exactly what a group of people needs to hear because um, they might not know the basics of something, right? Like you you are exactly what somebody else needs right now, no matter yeah. how much of an expert you are or not. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I was going to say something similar, Celine. I think the, the best way to gain your confidence is to stop worrying about the people who are further along than you, who may know more than you, and and start worrying about the people who don't know as much as you. Those are the people mm-hmm. that you're targeting. Those are the people that you want to talk to. You, you have experience, and you have more experience than all of those people that are behind you trying to catch up. Those are the ones you're helping. You're not trying to help the people in your shoes or further along. So stop worrying mm-hmm. about them and instead just focus on the ones that actually need the help and and want the guidance from somebody who's gone through it like you. Exactly. Yeah. One hundred percent. Way better set than me, but Danielle was no. the same. No. I don't know about that. <laughs> that was no, great. Come on. Um you gotta be confident, Celine, right? Right, right. <laughs> um <laughs> So then segueing into uh, into the second thing that I that I asked you about and that you mentioned on Instagram, which is creating an emotional connection with the audience. So I mean, in some ways that like that kind of sounds a bit like cliche, like creating an emotional connection with your audience, whether you're like talking about like sales of any kind or a podcast or a YouTube channel or whatever you're doing. Like so I'm wondering if if you have like a spin on it or something, because I want to actually know like, and people do want to know, like they want to start a podcast to build a community and they want to start a podcast to have a group of people actually listen to them and listen to their ideas. And even if that's just 20 people or 30 people that actually listen and actually care. So just go off on that. Like, just kind of tell us what you, what you're excited about there. Yeah. I, I think the key is connection. And what you want to do is, look, I think even like you said, even if you have 20, 30 people that regularly are listening, if I'm, I'm certain that if you haven't heard from at least one of them yet, you will, right? So for the first, be patient. And then when you do, I, at least for me, what I've always done is when those people take the time to reach out to me, I'm going to treat them like family, I'm going to and and I'm not forcing it. I'm because I'm genuinely touched by the fact that I was able to touch them and they took the time to reach out to me to say something about it. And quite frankly, even if it's constructive criticism, I'm still happy to hear from them and I'm still going to treat them like family and I'm and the key is once they've reached out to you and maybe you've had an exchange, the key is is to follow up sometime reach back out to them and have that conversation. It really is, talk about cliche, it really is, building your audience is one step at a time, one person at a time. And right. and if you can create those connections with individuals, you, your message, your show will spread over time. They're going to start to share it with their friends who have similar interests and may may want to get something out of your podcast. They're going to share it with their family. It it, it is it isn't the super fast way to grow, but what I was podcasting... just going to say something about that. Sorry, yeah. continue. 
I'll, no, I'll, not not I'll, at all. I was just going to say, podcasting is in, is all about intimacy. People feel yeah. connected to you when they're listening to you, when they've got those earbuds in their ears, and it, it is an intimate experience. It's usually only consumed by one person at a time, unless maybe you're on a road trip or what have you. But for the most mm-hmm. most part, it's just one person, earphones in, and they are listening to you and they're getting to know you and getting comfortable with your voice and and your maybe your mannerisms and the way you say things and so yeah you want to embrace that when they reach out to you and and let them know how much you care and then follow up because that will really impress them if two weeks down the road three weeks down the road you reach out just to say hi or maybe hey what did you think about last week's episode i'd love some opinions and advice so yeah right yeah, great. That's that's great advice. And my my comment, I kind of my my devil's advocate because I actually do what you do too. If somebody reaches mm-hmm. out about anything, like I make music content too. Mm-hmm. I I do like a uh I do this little thing where I like put songs together like one harmony at a time and kind of like break down the vocals. And people reach out to me about that and I I'll answer every single one of them like 100%. Yeah. Um and same thing with the podcast, like it is, it's hugely meaningful to have somebody say that like something you worked on is actually helping them. But what if you're like, I was just thinking like, okay, what if you're a business owner, right? Like you're, let's say you're like a coach or something and you're trying to build like a huge coaching practice and, and you, uh, but you, you don't have a ton of time to invest in something like replying to messages on social media or replying to emails and stuff like you're trying to kind of step away from your business and just focus on the things that you know keep your mind clear or whatever so what would because i know that there's going to be somebody who thinks that like oh but i don't want to be always like dming people and like then following up with people and like so is there a way to like automate emotional connection or like does that make sense yeah, it does make sense. And yes, I mean, that's the first, one of the first things that popped in my head when you were asking is, sure, there's, there are AI tools, there's automation tools that can do that for you. I don't use them a lot because, well, just for me personally, I'd rather take some time to reach out to my you clients like directly. Yeah, I, I yeah, enjoy you it. You like doing it. Yeah. Connection, I'm all about connecting with people. So, I I lose that if I automate it, right? But I I respect and understand that there are business owners out there that A, may not like it, or B, just don't feel like they have the time for it. I think that, so yes, you can use automation tools, but I want to step back and talk a little bit about authenticity. Because you can do this, you can make those same connections if you are being authentic on your podcast, even if you're not reaching out to them or connecting with them individually, if you're yourself, I think that's one of the biggest compliments I often receive is from from my podcasts. When I speak to people outside of it, they often tell me how I'm I'm that same guy. There's nothing different about me. I, I that's what you want. Yeah, I I reach out to my audience. The way I speak to my audience during a podcast is the way I would speak to one of them in front of me, if, like what we're doing right now. I To be yourself is going to help you connect better with your audience. And if you're putting on an act, if you feel like, ooh, I'm not acting professional enough on this podcast, so people aren't going to like it, you have it all wrong. It's the other That's way around. totally true. It's the That's other totally way true. around. Be you. Talk about your business. Talk about the things that you do to serve others or that may help them with something in their lives. And be yourself. To mm-hmm. Be passionate about it. Be excited about it. And talk to your audience as if they are one person on that other side. Instead of, hey, everybody, what's up? Hi, how are you? You know, and, and that's maybe not right. the exact way to, the exact wording to use. But I think you, you understand my point. It's one yes. person on the other side because in their mind, in their theater of the mind, they only think you're talking to them. So the moment you are talking to multiple people, you've pulled back on that intimacy. So yeah, mm-hmm. that, that's why I think when we hear another buzzword like 
authenticity, that's the meat behind it. That's the reason why you hear that word so much. People respond and respect authenticity. Yeah, and we've we've been we've been, like been recently talking about that and that's one of the reasons why I'm going to leave that like thing with Celine in because like this isn't like TV or radio or anything like that. It's it's supposed to be like and that's why we also advocate for like leaving in like your filler words and your ums and like and to like leave your mess ups, your word jumbles, like whatever. And I and it's just like such a backwards mindset to come into podcasting and then immediately think that like everything's about production and everything's about like you need to have the right music here and that spot and then insert clip here about that and and uh and i think that number one that just makes it that most like a lot of people just don't want to do podcasting because that's a ton of work uh and second why do a ton of work that may actually be a detriment to your overall show? Like there's shows that, that, that over or don't overproduce, but there's shows that heavily produce and they're suited for it. Like there's audio dramas or there's mm-hmm. like Freakonomics or something when there's, of when course. it's, it's like a whole like TV show in your ears, but then there's yeah. like the expert or the, you know what, like somewhat celebrity person who's interviewing people or who's sharing their ideas. And that is totally different like that is quiet it's like intimate and it's not about uh making it perfect and it's like a level of it's a level of uh authenticity that you don't get to see in a lot of other mediums like you don't get to see people laughing at themselves when they mess up or like like you said like the mannerisms of their speech and like all these things so yeah yeah totally agree. Yeah. the one thing i want to say is so I'm more on, the, and I don't think there's a right or wrong here. So let me be clear up front. I'm more on the side of the fence that I encourage getting rid of things like filler words from from your podcast. Not every one, because some people may use filler words a lot, and that is going to take mm-hmm. up way too much time unless you have somebody yeah. else oh editing God, yeah. it for you. And. There is something to be said about leaving some of those in for that authenticity. But if we're talking, if we go back to the beginning of this conversation and we talk about confidence, Mm -hmm. if you're Mm -hmm. using too many filler words, it's going to come off as a lack of confidence to many people. So that's very true. I think that there's a balance there. And I think if you have the ability to sound more confident by simply editing out certain words that you use repetitively, I don't have a problem with that. I think you are still being authentic and you are adding a layer of perceived confidence by editing mm-hmm. out those filler words. Right. That's a really good point. I would. Yeah, that is that definitely is a, good a really good point. I would even like go a step further and say, that there's little shifts that you can make in your thinking to 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 change the way that you speak. Yes. And so I guess the next step would be like figuring out where you use those words and stopping and yourself them. and then and training it out of you, you know. Yeah. I can give you that that Right, I can exactly. give you a piece of advice can. on that. The the yeah. bottom line is most podcasters that use a lot of those filler words, the ums and uh, it's because they don't stop and pause. They exactly. feel I like literally just heard that. I yeah. just heard that advice. You 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 can't if, if you don't stop for a moment and pause. A lot of times, podcasters feel like uh oh, there's too much silence. It's too quiet, right? Mm-hmm. The thing is, is that when you do stop for a moment and continue your point that you're making, it can come off as more powerful. You're giving your audience a minute to process some of what you're saying and connect more with what you're saying. So yeah, just simply pausing is going to help a lot. And the other thing that's going to help a lot is if you do edit out those filler words you're going to start to notice the filler words that you use a lot. And it's going right. to, in many cases, at least from the podcasters I work with, including myself, I hear it too much and it annoys the crap out of me. And right. yes. 
I start to notice in real life when I'm not recording that I'm using those same filler words over and over again. So it creates an awareness alone. If you are doing some of your own editing and you are looking for those those filler words, that's going to help raise that awareness. And if you're using something like Descript, which is some AI that will edit them all out for you, that's awesome yeah. and saving you a ton of time. But it's not helping you connect with the fact that you're using them a lot. It'll tell you, you know, oh, you used um 150 times. And you may say, ooh, that's not good. But you're never going to really have a full awareness of it until you're paying attention to those words, what's coming out of your mouth. So that yeah. would be two pieces of advice I'd give you on filler words. Yeah, yeah. I have definitely noticed that. Um, I say like a lot. I don't say yes. mm and ah uh a lot, but I say like a lot. Like of podcasters a lot. do. Mm-hmm. And I mainly do it when I don't know the next word that I'm going to say because my mother tongue is not English. And so sometimes I'm not exactly sure what word to use. And so I say like, mm. and I absolutely hate it. When I <laughs> listen back to our podcast, like sometimes I'm like, just like, I would just tear my headphones out and go like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> I've been there. <laughs> I've been there. I feel your pain. I feel it. Yeah. And, you know, it's so and, painful. And pausing, you know, I said, so pause. And some people may say, okay, that sounds great, but it's not as easy as you think. And okay, that's true. So then my suggestion would be slow down. Don't, you don't have to talk as fast as you're talking. And the moment that you're able to slow down a little bit, you can think about what you're going to say next. I think I made a, a clip on Instagram that said something like, if your mouth is moving faster than your brain, you know, where your brain can't keep up, you can't expect your audience is going to be able to keep up either. So yeah. slow down and then find your pauses. And mm-hmm. then the filler words and the likes and ums are going to start to fade. Yeah, that's the same thing when you're writing really fast. Your hand goes right. faster than your brain, and then you leave out a, a letter. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. it's the same exact thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I like all that a lot. I think that, that's, I think that that's really useful. There was one other thought that I had at the end, which was that in the spirit of being completely yourself on your podcast, there's one side where I would say, do the speech coaching or the or the or practice getting better at speech just overall because it's not just going to help you on your podcast but it'll help you everywhere but then the other place that i was thinking is from the the perspective of or the the school of thought of just absolutely just being yourself and if they don't like it they can go and they're not the type of people that you want to be talking to anyways but building an audience around who you are even if you are the type of person who doesn't have the clearest way of outlining their ideas with their speech. Because I know a couple people who who are a bit fumbly in the way that they talk sometimes, but it's part of the reason why I love them. And it also mm-hmm. is... Mm-hmm. And there's also people who are immensely successful who got there with none other than just being exactly who they were. However, I do think that there's always room to grow as a person and to improve yourself as a person and as an entrepreneur and as a podcaster or whatever it may be. But I just wouldn't want it to discourage someone about starting or, or lowering their confidence because they may use a filler word too often or something like that. There's just like a balance to be found somewhere in the middle Mm -hmm. because I really believe in that, that silence thing you said, that's something that, that I actually was implementing in some of my, my videos before and also some of our last podcast episodes because you have that silence and then you're like oh crap okay fill it with something yeah yeah (laughs) i mean yeah yeah (laughs) but but i also just love when people get super excited and just go off and just use whatever kind of words and like sometimes you may not even be able to totally follow everything but you still can you still can because they're so excited so i just Mm -hmm. wanted to balance that a a tiny bit i appreciate that that makes a lot of sense i i agree with you and it's also style. It's just, it's based on who, what kind of show that you want to build as well and, and 
Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things, but um, that's funny that we got into that because I never, I didn't expect us to get into like speech things, but that is super, super valuable. Oh, yeah. It's all um, about confidence. It goes back to confidence yeah. and, and the way that you use your speech, it, that, that's projecting whether or not you are speaking confidently. So yeah, it doesn't surprise me that we got there. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's a logical no, it's definitely true. next step. Before we go, I just wanted to ask one more thing because a lot of our listeners are going to be business owners, entrepreneurs, coaches who are using podcasting as a way to to grow their business or to improve their business or add depth to their business. So how have you seen a few examples, anecdotes, whatever of work that you've done with people or just other people that you know where podcasting has had some type of huge effect on their overall business, maybe even in a way that they didn't expect it to? Yeah, I mean, I know you guys would probably agree. It definitely can be transformative for businesses having having a podcast. I've seen companies go from obscurity to top of mind in their industry through effective podcasting. Wow. It, it, it's, it's an amazing tool for brand building, for lead generation, and establishing authority in your space. And one of the most significant impacts is that trust factor that podcasting builds with an audience. When you hear your voice, when you hear a voice regularly, they feel like they know you. And that's what builds trust like nothing else. To put it in perspective... Oh, there was a recent stat that I saw. Just uh, we just talked about it in my clubhouse room recently. We we cover news stories, and there was this one story that was shared by Pod News that stated that forty eight percent of podcast listeners have purchased a podcast advertised product or service, and that to me speaks volumes about the influence and the reach that podcasting can have on a consumer or an audience member's behavior. So if you think about that, and and that doesn't have to be, and this is one of the areas that I think some podcasters fall short, a lot of podcasters assume when they go in, the way they're going to make money is by finding advertisers and sponsors. And sometimes they forget that they can be their own advertiser and their own sponsor and promote their own products. And the ones that do connect with that and the ones that do implement that are the ones that are thriving in business thanks to their podcast and thanks to the fact that they are promoting themselves and their services or products. So would you suggest for a business, uh, well, we kind of have an example. We're working with a cryptocurrency company mm-hmm. uh, who helps um, who helps employers implement cryptocurrency as a form of compensation to sure. get kind of like the new generation of employees who are motivated by that. Anyways, um, his company is does that for for employers and the podcast is about bitcoin just generally about bitcoin Mm -hmm. bitcoin for beginners so you would suggest then for him to actually from the get-go include like are you saying include a uh, like a mid-roll ad in the middle of the episode and then also include it in the cta and say that they're a sponsor of the show without without directly saying that they actually own that other company or how would you implement that? Like, like just logically, like how would you actually implement that? First, I would say I personally believe doing the quote unquote live read versus a mid roll is going to be way more effective. Now, clearly as a podcast, if we're, we're not technically live, but if you can work that in, for example, if you two worked in, your products and services in the middle of this interview and talked a little bit about it, that would be much more, in my opinion, much more effective than the everything stopping and then we play this pre-recorded commercial. And people just skip mm -hmm. through it anyway. And people (laughs) just skip through it anyway. So you want to build it into the fabric, if possible, the fabric of your show. That's Uh, a great piece of advice. Yeah, I I mean, I'm not saying don't do mid-rolls, don't do commercials. There is a place for it. I have Mm -hmm. found in my 17 years that the more effective 
ads are the ones that are being delivered by the host or the hosts in the conversation. So right. th- that's that's a big one for me. And darn it, I forgot my second one. You know, I have ADHD, and it comes out at least once in every interview I do, and I think it just came out now. Um, I feel like lots of people do who are entrepreneurs. I keep hearing that from a lot of our guests. Yeah, it's it's yeah. Uh, it's it's a thing. It's real. Uh, um, what was my the question, other piece? Yeah, go for my it. My question, yeah, like I forget exactly what I asked, but I said, uh, how? oh, how can you implement it? So at the end of the episode, oh, I said, maybe you're going to answer about when I said that companies can either like be upfront that it's mm, their company. Yes, that was right? it. Is that what that it was? was it. Yeah. yeah. So again, it goes back to being authentic. And sure, there's, I, I, I can't say there's any problem if you don't connect yourself to the product or service. There, I, I can't say mm-hmm. that that's going to hurt you. I can say, I believe it's going to help you if you do say, yeah, this is me, this is my product, this is my business, this is my service. And if you're enjoying this free information that I'm providing to you, a great way to support me is to patronize my services, buy my product, buy my course, buy my mastermind group, whatever that is. Be upfront, be honest, share ways that they can support you. And I, and I assure you, they are going to support you in some way. If you've built yeah. up that audience, even if it's what you consider a small one, those if you've got 30 captivated people every week and you tell them, this is how you can support me, I promise you, you're going to get business out of it. It may not happen overnight, but if you keep at it, stay consistent, stay confident, and be authentic, everything mm-hmm. falls into place from there. Yeah, I agree. And enjoy the process. And yeah. enjoy the process. Or yeah. else it's going to be damn hard to to run your podcast for a long period of time. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. I think that's it for me. Celine, do you have any closing remarks that you would, or closing questions? Um, no, I don't think so. I definitely agree with what you said last. Um, like, I definitely think that the incorporated ads by the host, at least for yeah. me, work way better. The other ones are just skipped through every single time. Like, I never yeah. listen to them. Unless whenever, I'm, like, driving and I can't or something. But usually I just Whenever skip. somebody asks me, a podcaster asks me, you know, should I do a pre-recorded commercial? Do they work? Are they effective? I ask them, well, as a podcast listener, what do you do when you hear a commercial <laughs> come on? Right? And exactly. most of the time, they seconds. tell me they hit skip. Right. But not everybody does. We can't just assume that everybody does that because, look, I just read you a stat that almost 50 percent of listeners do respond. They do buy the products Mm -hmm. and services and not all of the podcasts are are doing live reads. Some of them are Mm -hmm. playing those commercials. Of course. And so maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe the you know, the, the next most effective way to do it is make sure that commercial is done in your voice as the host. If you're reading yeah. about your po- your product or service or a sponsor's product or service, it's going to land much more on your audience if you're doing it in your voice and not some stranger's voice who's promoting the product. Your audience mm-hmm. trusts Agreed. you. So give oh, them the information and they will respond. Yeah, that's all really good info. And and that's these are simple things. Like these are simple little tweaks whether you read it, whether someone else does, whether you're the one doing your intro or you have a voiceover artist, like these are, these are simple things that, um, that like you just said, people actually build trust with your voice. So if you bring somebody else's voice on, then they, that that's, it's like wasting that spot because you've built it with your, yeah, it just makes sense. makes perfect sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. okay. And, so that was, can I say one more thing, Justin? Yeah, for sure. Of course. Any, I just, I want to make it clear that any of the, advice or guidance that your audience has heard me share today, I want to make it really clear that I don't believe that there is such a thing as one way being the right way and one way being the wrong way, or maybe many ways being the wrong way. I think that what might seem like a wrong idea to you might work very well for the next person. And vice versa, what may not be working well may may work well. It, you know, it, it, the bottom line is you got to pay attention to how your audience is responding. 
if they are responding well to whatever it is you're doing, do more of that. That's working. So do it. It may not work for the next guy and that expert telling you that it's not going to work. But if it's working, your audience is going to let you know. So, so gravitate to the things that they're gravitating to and, and, and do less of what they don't respond to. They're going to give you the best advice, not, not me. Your audience is going to give you the best advice. What I'm here to do is provide you with the experience that I've had over almost two decades and take what you want from it, try it out. If your audience doesn't respond to it, it doesn't mean I'm an idiot. It just means it doesn't work for your audience. And, That's great advice. And yeah, so just try that out. Try taking different pieces of, of advice from everybody, from all the different guests you guys have had, from you guys yourselves, the advice you give. Take the pieces that resonate with you, try them out, and if they work well with your audience, keep going. Totally. That's a great place to stop, I think. That kind of wraps it all up. So we will include everything in the show notes as well, but if there's if there was one place that people should go that you want to send people, um, where where should they go? I would say go to ironicmedia.com. And that's I-R-O-N-I-C-K media.com. Mm-hmm. There you will find information about the production services that I offer, the coaching and consulting services that I offer. Next Gen Podcaster, you mentioned my biz- business partner, Nick, where we yep. are incorporating all sorts of ways to make podcasting easier for podcasters with a heavy emphasis on using different AI tools. Uh, but yeah, so if you go to ironicmedia.com, you'll find my social media, Next Gen Podcaster, all the things there. So thank you for asking. Amazing. Cool. Yeah. And we'll link everything below. And yeah, Next Gen Podcaster is sweet. It's really cool. Thank you. It's like, thank you. That's, <laughs> yeah. It's got to be one of the best resources I've seen. And the fact that you have like searchable menus based on different types of needs. Yeah, that's, uh, we've been using it. So thank you. Appreciate mm-hmm. that. Definitely good. Yeah, cool. Okay, well, thank you for coming on. Uh, I think there's honestly opportunity down the road, like somewhere further down the road to even just bring you back on again and talk about what you're doing later because the industry is also going through a lot of change right now with AI, just like all businesses. And I'm sure that there'll be new things that you're excited about down the road too. So absolutely. um, Yeah, okay, cool. Well, have a good rest of your day. And thanks again for the time. I'm sure everyone's going to appreciate this. Justin, Celine, thank you so much. Okay, so you made it this far, which means you probably found something or learned something valuable from this. So don't be selfish. Please share it with somebody else so that they can learn something from it too. That's all we ask for all this free content. We're trying to build a community and help as many people as possible do better in podcasting, make better podcasts, get more from their podcasts in less time. That's our goal here. And if you want to support that goal, then just click the link and send it to one person who you know would love you for it.